will build our house and our lives on you, Jesus, our rock, our firm foundation, our cornerstone. We love you. When the earth shakes, we will stand firm because we are standing on you, God. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, you are a firm foundation, our cornerstone. We praise you, Father. We praise you, Son. We praise you, Holy Spirit. We love you, Lord. We love you. We love your presence. Come, come, come. Praises be unto you. We glorify.
Father, we just thank you so much for this morning. Father, we just come with joyful hearts, with expectant hearts. Lord, we bow our lives before you. We thank you, Lord, that you're so good. Thank you, Lord, that we pursue you as you pursue each and every heart this morning. Father, do what you want to do. Lord, we say take over take over my heart take over our hearts take over this time of worship holy spirit move we thank you for your living water that just bubbles up inside that just comes out of our innermost being we thank you lord for the hunger that you've put in our hearts for you to hunger and thirst for righteousness because you say when we do that, when we hunger and thirst for righteousness, we will be filled. There's nothing else that can fill us or satisfy. Lord, you're the only one that can truly fill that, that part of our hearts, our entire hearts, as we hunger for you, as we're thirsty for you. Like David prayed in a dry and weary land where there's no water. I thirst for you. My soul thirsts for you. Are we thirsty this morning? Are we hungry this morning for Jesus? Lord, search our hearts. Father, find the places in our hearts that are not hungry, that are not thirsty. Take your magnifying glass and search. Father, as we magnify you, as, we, as John the Baptist magnified you, you must increase, I must decrease. Lord, you care about us, and you're saying, partner with me. Do what I am doing. Follow my leading. So we trust your leadership, Lord. You are trustworthy, Lord, in every part of life, in every season of life, in every moment of our lives, you are trustworthy. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your marvelous light that just shines, that shines we welcome your light. We welcome your presence. We want to be and live in your presence. Father, to encounter you, to meet with the living God. You are the living God, the creator of heaven and earth. 
the maker of heaven and earth. I want to meet with my maker. I want to meet with my creator. I want to meet with my father. And Jesus, you made a way for that. As we uh, prepare for communion, I just want to read a few scriptures here, um, starting with Ephesians 2, 11 through 16. nothing like your presence, Lord. Thank you, Father. Just come, Holy Spirit. Just keep coming, Holy Spirit. Therefore, remember that you, once Gentiles in the flesh who are called uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision made in the flesh by hands, that at that time you were without Christ being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation, having abolished in his flesh the enmity that is the law of commandments contained in ordinances so as to create in himself one new man from the two, thus making peace, and that he might reconcile both them both to God in one body through the cross, therefore putting to death the enmity. And he came and preached peace to you who were once or who are far off and to those who are near. For through him we both have access by one spirit to the Father, and uh, just going to continue with uh, Mark chapter 4, 35 through 41. Just encourage us to let these scriptures just permeate our hearts. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. On the same day when evening had come, he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. There's a reason Jesus said that. <laughs> Let us cross over to the other side. Now, when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. And other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into, that, into the boat so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and, the, and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, Who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? A couple more here. You'll start to notice a theme. Isaiah 40, 27. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. Isaiah 40. Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit. Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel? My way is hidden from the Lord, and my just claim is passed over by my God. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak, and to those who have no might, he increases strength. 
Even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And the last one here, Philippians 4, 4 through 7. Thank you for your word, Jesus. Thank you for your word. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So I've been thinking a lot about the peace of God, that Jesus is our peace. The world is, that's something the world is searching for. They're searching for the peace that surpasses all their understanding. I mean, I've even heard unbelievers say, my heart is full, my heart is full. But really there's only one person that can fill our hearts and that's Jesus. And it's by faith that we are, faith in Christ that we're able to have that peace. Faith in the fact that his blood and his body made it possible, it broke the enmity the enmity that was between us and God, the separation, the middle wall that was between us, by the blood of Jesus, that was removed so that we could be in that right relationship and have peace with God. Something that the world is longing for, something that every, all of us are longing for. But those of us and online, everyone who's watching, who know Jesus have received that peace that's unending. And that from that place, we're able to know and trust that the Lord is going to do what he says he's going to do. We will find ourselves in, in circumstances. We'll find ourselves in different situations. And the Lord is reminding us today and every day, will you trust me? Will you receive my invitation of faith? Will you receive my call of obedience? We can't have true peace if we're not obedient to the Lord. He's speaking to each of us this morning. I have something better for you. I have something more for you. It's more than what you know. It's more than what you can understand. But he's saying, will you receive my body? Will you receive my blood? If, you know, no matter what we've experienced, no matter what we're going through, that the Lord is faithful. He's faithful. And we can have that peace that surpasses all understanding. If you think about an eagle, you know, eagles can soar so high and they have such a visual over the entire landscape. And, you know, in Isaiah 40, it's talking about rising in our spirit, allowing our spirits to rise, that he invites us into that place, the heavenly places. We're seated in Christ Jesus. Like we could be like, okay, Jesus, we thank you that we're saved, but I'm just gonna stay over here. I'm just gonna, you know, not grab a hold of the promises. It's not for me, it's for somebody else. You know, it's just too radical. That's just too much. And he's saying, no, come up here, my beloved. Come up to where I am. Sit at my banqueting table. Feast and dine with him. You know, he's knocking on the door of each of our hearts this morning. He's like, will you just come and dine with me? Will you, will you receive my invitation of love as my bride? And we're able to contend properly in the spirit for these situations in our lives that we're not wandering like the wind tossed to and fro but we're able to stay single focused single-minded on jesus 
So just want to pray as we prepare to take communion. You know, ask the Lord, say, show me, Lord, wherever I've drifted, wherever I've gotten off track. And as he shows us those things, be open, just encourage us to be open and, and repent and say, Lord, I'm sorry for drifting. I'm sorry for allowing unbelief into my life because it's by faith, it's by belief in you that I can have and walk in the promises of God. So we're just going to pray. And yes, Lord. So Jesus, we just thank you so much once again. Father, as we prepare to take the body and the blood, Jesus, this representation of the horrible suffering you went through, the physical suffering, the beatings, the mockings, the the judgment, the wrath of God that you took, the punishment that you took on our behalf so that we could have peace with you forever. Jesus, if any of us here or online have not known that peace, if we've not known the true risen Savior, the true Lord Jesus Christ, make him your Lord today. Receive him into your life. He, has, he brings salvation. He brings hope. At one time, I was without hope. I was lost. I was, didn't know where I was going. And the Lord called me out of it. He brought me out of it as I surrendered to him. So we just surrender to you. Father, bring us back to that single-hearted focus on you, Lord, where we've been distracted and other things have gotten our attention. Father, we bring it back to a sole, single focus on you. Every one of us, the children here, every one of us, the adults online, Father, our eyes are fixed on you. Our eyes are on you. King of glory, come in this place this morning. Thank you, Jesus. We take your body, we take your blood right now. We thank you so much for making it possible. Thank you for making it possible, Lord. Thank you for making this way, this new and living way, this new hope. We bless your name, Jesus. Yes, Lord. be hearing a lot of information today about uh, really important things. Uh, the first thing I want to draw your attention to is something coming up on February 25th. It's a Saturday, and it's called Freedom Cry. It's our seventh annual 
Freedom Cry Conference. It's an anti-human trafficking uh, day where we are welcoming the community to come in and learn um, all God wants to, to uh, teach us about anti-human trafficking. And um, who's been at a Freedom Cry before? And just wave your hand. It's totally worth your whole Saturday. It's uh, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Actually, for those of us who consider Frontliner home, please be here at 8.30 so we can welcome people. And uh, this day is amazing. It's, it's a uh, day to be able to step into um, the current things the Lord wants to show us about anti-human trafficking, the, the fight against that, and how to step in ourselves. Um, but the Lord has uh, um, put it on part of our vision here at Frontline uh, to be involved in fighting human trafficking, and we've uh, been connected with that overseas and here um, since 2007, I believe, and possibly before, and uh, he's just opened doors for us in various ways because it's the Lord's heart. He loves every person, and uh, these people involved in this issue are people that need God's love, and he is the answer, and that's what we're able to portray through Freedom Cry. Um, it is open for the whole community. Um, it is something we want you to invite coworkers to, neighbors to, family members, anyone um, and everyone can get behind the issue of, of anti-human trafficking because uh, everyone can agree that this is something that needs uh, to move forward. And this is a day that is power packed. We have speakers coming from um, across Ohio. We have, uh, um, starting in, in our area, we have uh, law enforcement represented uh, through um, Chief Mark Brink here in Jackson Township. We have someone coming from the Canton Police Department to, to share as well. Uh, we have Judge Katarina Cook from Summit County who's coming to share about developments in the, the judicial realm. Uh, we also have someone coming from Columbus. Her name's Kelly, and she works with her song and the Tim Tebow Foundation and their efforts against human trafficking. We have Richard Ostrom, our beloved friend, coming from... <laughs> The Netherlands, and uh, we just had a team that was over ministering with him, and now he's going to come and, and minister here. And he has been involved in um, helping fight uh, anti-human or human trafficking in the red light districts of Amsterdam. And he's going to come and share um, his his knowledge and what the Lord's revealed and doing over there. And uh, we have our um, pastors and directors here, Pastor Bill, Pastor Mary Pat, have a wealth of. Um, anointing to share on this topic, and they're going to be um, imparting that. And it, it is a day that will take um, both people who are already professionals in the field. We have continuing edu education credit for those people, and it will also take people who may have heard the term but don't even know what human trafficking is. It's going to take us all together, and it's going to uh, raise us up uh, to be able to, to step into what the Lord's heart is is for this, and it's going to activate you to feel that you can step in and make a difference because that's the Lord's heart. And so uh, it's February 25th. Um, please uh, rearrange your day so that you can come for the whole thing. It is the whole day. It's, it starts and it goes for the whole day, and it, it is definitely worth it. So thank you, guys. Oh, lunch is provided. Yep, it's a, it's a whole day. We can, <laughs> we can enjoy the whole thing. Yes, there's going to be a, a nice lunch provided, um, and there is no cost. So as you're telling people, uh, please just encourage them to go to our website and register so that um, they can... Yes, so that they can... Uh, Register online, and as I mentioned, we do have uh, offer continuing education credit uh, for various professions uh, for this day. So if you're interested in that, please come see me, and uh, and that information will be online as well. 
Just real quick, um, we just ask everyone to rally to be praying into this from now until the event. We need your prayer. We need your intercession. We want to partner with what the Lord's doing because it's not, it will be a day where you will get so much um, important information that will empower you, but it's a day of anointing that comes, and, and we've seen even, what, do we, what does the Bible say? The anointing breaks the yoke, and as we're sharing just about this issue and this issue that's on the Lord's heart, that his anointing comes, and we've seen at previous freedom cries where people who have experienced trauma that maybe has been pressed down for years or they didn't, they've never shared with anyone or people who have, you know, been through different, different, very difficult things in life that they've received different measures of just healing in their heart and, and the Lord's come and done that. So please be praying um, and please make sure you're there the whole day and just, and just covering that day in prayer because we want to see what the Lord will do. All right. And now as a family, I'd like you all to get out your wonderful cell phones as we want to be able to share this event to be able to have people to come. So if you go onto our Facebook page for Freedom Cry. Yes. So if you go to our Facebook page and you scroll down a few posts, there is an event that says Freedom Cry 2020. And, if you, and there's a little tag right next to it that will say interested. And if you hit interested, it'll say that but then you want to hit it again and select that you are going to be able to say that you're coming and we can continue to get this to circulate throughout um, Facebook. Yes. Thank you, Andy. <laughs> so that is for Freedom Cry. And now everyone, whether you have Facebook or Instagram, this one you're going to share. So we have an upcoming event of a movie showing called Nefetu by um, Iris Global Documentary. Nefento, thank you. <laughs> and um, this is about um, Heidi and I, or Roland Baker in Mozambique. And they um, are currently experiencing, and in no northern Mozambique, a lot of terrorism and trauma there. And so this uh, documentary is about what's going on there. And so we will be showing it this Tuesday at 7 p.m. It's a free event, so you're welcome to come. And I have uh, some people passing out flyers, so I know you already received one, but this flyer you're getting now is to pass to someone else to invite them to come to the event. And so um, just be able to encourage people to come. We're going to watch a trailer here real quick and also know that child care is provided, so the children are welcome to come and then... Um, we'll have junior high and up in here as well. So let's watch that trailer. Since 2017, the insurgency in Mozambique has been blamed for more than 3,000 deaths, with more than 800,000 people displaced and more than 1 million in need of food aid. There are even reports of beheadings of children as young as 11, 12 years old. Here is Al-Shabaab, homegrown insurgency, now linked to the Islamic State group with a taste for abductions and butchery. Mozambique is a very, very poor country. It's the eighth poorest country in the world. And Cabo Delgado, the northernmost province, is the poorest province in the country. It's a humanitarian crisis that the rest of the world has ignored. Many of our friends have lost their homes. They've been burned down. 
Others have lost their lives, but we are empowered by love. And because we're empowered by love, we'll continue to go. We're gonna continue to go low and slow. You can't stop us because love wins. Instead of being overwhelmed by a world filled with so much pain where extremists come and war happens, instead of being overwhelmed by that, we're empowered by the love of a God who is love to stop for the one in need. Yes, so just this is two days from now, this Tuesday, so please go on to your social media, on your Facebook, on your Instagram. Uh, we've had posts, multiple posts, and so share those around so people can see it. You can send it to specific people to be able to say, here, come to and show, see this movie with us and uh, allow the Lord to move. And last announcement, today, immediately after this service, we're going to start eating and have an annual meeting. Uh, to be able to share what the Lord has done in 2022 and get ready for what he has for 2023. Is this an exciting time? Oh my gosh, so much is coming up. If you want to text your friends and you do texting, see Jamie and she can give you the, uh, the official, whatever that's called, not the, the trailer, but she'll give you, the, you know, just the page and inviting people that way if you want to do that. Or just text your friends that way and say, hey, we're having this thing in Fento. So if you see Jamie about that, okay? Because the documentary will be here. But we're going to do something a little bit different today. A lot of things have been going on and entering into 2023. We're standing on God's prophetic words for this year for all of us. 2022 has been an amazing year. We just give God glory for everything that's happened because we are called to rejoice and do that. And there have been a lot of things that have been ramping up. And in 2023, the Lord says, I want you to be prepared for what's coming. So we're going to show, and this is for the children too, okay? Because we're going to do something a little bit different today. If there's time after we pray corporately for families, for individuals, how God wants to do it, then children will have a little bit of time in, in Kingdom Kids. But if not... We're going to break, and then we're going to go to the annual meeting. So we're going to kind of flow with how the Holy Spirit wants to do it. There is a 15 to 16-minute um, video that we want to show, and it's from a lady called Patricia King, known as Patricia King. Most of us here at Frontline have walked with many parts of her ministry 
since the very beginning. And we, we really admire her and we honor her. She is a prophetess. She speaks accurately. She's very strong. She's a mama to the nations, a mama. She's not 20-something. So she represents the generation I'm part of as well. And she does a really good job. And she was awakened with a dream as well as someone who's very close to her, someone who supports her in ministry, uh, very, very close, whether it's a PA or someone in her inner circle, if you will. And they were hearing and seeing the same thing so that they felt that God was saying, it's time for you to alert the body of Christ. How many of you would like to have a warning if it looks like you're going to run out of gas? or you're gonna have a flat tire, or you need oil in your car, or whatever it would be, right? So this is, this is what this is. And so she's not her usual happy, jovial, smiley, from beginning to end self. It sounds like she's been through a little bit of warfare. So at the very beginning of this, if this is new to you, you're gonna learn a little bit about warfare. It might be very basic for some. And then she's going to give you the dream. And our spirits testify with this. The only difference is this warfare that she's talking about, we believe, has already begun and um, well at the beginning of 2022 for us. And whether that's because we're a SEALs group type of ministry, whatever the reason is, we have been standing in grace, keeping our eyes on the Lamb, loving Jesus, rejoicing in Him, and learning more as a ministry how to battle. Because the Lord doesn't want to lose anybody. But apparently this warning is for people who will need to step into this, which is everybody in the body of Christ. So you want to take some notes. And then she prays at the end, and then we're going to pray. We may be praying over, as I said, families, just children. We're just going to follow the lead of the Lord. So it's a little bit different. That's our, our message today, so to speak, and everything else that's happened so far. So we're just very excited, and that it will culminate then with the annual meeting with a beautiful lunch prepared by Cynthia and crew. So it'll be really nice. But we want to go ahead and start this, but I want to prepare you. And if, if, if it's something your kids can't sit through, just take them back into the rooms prepared. And we have television or screens back there, and you can pick up some of it. And then come back in for the prayer if you think that would be better. So you make that decision, but we want to be able to concentrate and hear what she's saying, because we do believe that it is significant. And so um, I had a, a strong dream last night. I'm not going to go into that dream. It's a dream unlike dreams I've ever had, and it echoes this. But I believe that it's not new to this ministry, but it echoes that this is the time to show this. So be encouraged, because the Lord's about to speak to us so that we do more than plead the blood of Jesus. What that means is we stand on the blood of Jesus, but as we plead the blood of Jesus, we are surrendering, saying, God, I'm ready to change my plan. I'm ready to listen to what you're saying. I'm ready to do an about, an about face. Because you're speaking, you don't want anyone to be harmed. We want all to come to the fullness of our destiny together. Amen? So this is a word for the body of Christ at large. So get yourselves ready, and this is Patricia King in her offices. Maybe just um, a little conversation with you uh, today in regards to something that happened yesterday. Um, I woke up with a, an awareness of a really bizarre warfare, 
And I won't go into all the specifics on it, but um, I know that maybe many of you have been feeling the same thing. I, I was um, talking to a few people yesterday after it happened, and uh, they were saying that they've been having similar things and similar pressures in the spirit. And so for those that are of you that are watching that are maybe new to the whole language of like warfare, I'm not talking about a natural warfare. I'm talking about what Ephesians chapter six talks about. It says that our warfare or our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and you know forces of iniquity in the unseen dimension. And so there are two kingdoms at war against each other. And one, of course, is the kingdom of God that is ruled by Jesus Christ, that is a, a sustained eternal uh, kingdom that will always um, have the uh, victory because Christ won it 2,000 years ago. But then opposing that kingdom is a kingdom of darkness that is ruled by the devil. And he has all of his... Um, you know, cohorts, his demons, his, his powers that, that work with him. It's a very chaotic kingdom. They are wanting to promote evil. And their goal is, of course, to establish Satan as their king. He was already taken care of through Christ 2,000 years ago through the finished work on the cross. But now the church is in the earth to implement the victory that Christ wrought for us. So when Jesus rose from the dead, he's seated at the right hand of the Father, and all authority in heaven and on earth has been given unto him, and then he gave it to the church. So if there's warfare around us, he's given us the power. It says in Luke 10, 19, Behold, I give you power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall injure you. So yesterday, I woke up with this really bizarre warfare. I, I don't even know how to describe it. It was just kind of like feeling strange. It felt very, very strange and um, it was oppressive and everything. So I rose up and I uh, called for some intercession. I let some intercessors know uh, what was happening so that we could all come into agreement for the victory. This isn't anything that we should be afraid of, but to take our place of victory and don't allow the enemy to have any place. And so as I was praying I felt the Lord show me that in this season that we are in right now, the body of Christ has already stepped into a season of revival. And it's not something that we need to prophesy that is going to happen. It is actually already here. And it might be only ankle deep right now, but it is already begun. We've stepped into it. And all over the world, we are hearing testimonies of revival, of manifestations of God's glory, of healings, of power of salvations, um, you know, it is already happening. So we are in this season. We're also seeing the bar of righteousness being raised. There's a few stragglers still that are wanting to compromise and bring things of the flesh and the world in to the church and say, oh, this is okay. But for the most part, um, a new breed of, of powerful uh, younger gen, I'm talking about Gen X and uh, millennials and even uh, Gen Z leaders that are raise, raising the bar on righteousness, on moral conduct and behavior, um, on holy lifestyle, um, even, you know, raising the bar on the holy words that we speak. Um, and I'm very, very impressed with the younger generation. But throughout the day yesterday, I was getting feedback from a number of different people saying that they too have felt kind of like 
warfare hits. And that's always a good sign in a way, because what it's showing you is that you are going forward to possess uh, and conquer the enemy's territory. So as you go into possess, you're hitting resistance. So it's a good thing. We just have to keep moving. We don't back down. We are fearless. Okay. We're not to to be um, uh, cowardly at all. We're to rise up in faith and just put the devil in his place, right? And so before the end of the day last night, uh, before I went to sleep, I had a victory in place. I'd been assaulted with a little bit of a of a health attack as well. That was um, under control and standing in the victory for that and the warfare uh, that I'd felt earlier in the day was gone. So you just contend, you take your stand. If you need to get people to come into agreement with you, do that and you will have your victory. But there's a battle season always that comes with revival because we're moving forward. But every battle we face will have a victory, therefore greater testimonies. So I want you to keep your eye on the victory right now, no matter what you are facing. But then later in the day, um, uh, Desiree Ar Arboledo uh, shared with me this vision. It was actually a, a dream, but she had also been feeling some of the same kind of warfare pressures. And Desiree and Francisco, by the way, are pastors of Shiloh Fellowship, and uh, they are the senior pastors of our fellowship. And um, she was feeling also over the last, I think she's, she mentioned maybe a few days or a week, this pressure in the spirit as well, like a warfare. And then in prayer yesterday, she heard the Lord say, I'm calling the mothers and fathers to release breakthrough. And she's talking about spiritual mothers and fathers, but this could also be for you as natural parents as well. And she said that from the beginning of the prayer meeting, she heard the Lord speak to her about fathers and that he brought Joab to her mind and uh, and Abraham. And then a dream that she had had uh, years ago came back to her mind. So I want to share this dream because I feel it's significant. But she said this, in my dream, I had found a baby in a desolate wilderness abused, abandoned, and naked. I picked up the infant and began to nurse it. While nursing, I rocked back and forth and I decreed over the baby, the blood of the lamb, the blood of the lamb. As I did this, the dry, um, abandoned wilderness transformed into a healthy and bustling place where life flowed in and through it. And there was more to it, but that's the the um, uh, simple version of it, okay? So we've got this, this um, abandoned baby in a desolate wilderness that was abused, it was forsaken, it was naked that she picked up and started to care for it, rocking it back and forth, nursing it back to health. And as she proclaimed the blood of the lamb, the blood of the lamb, the dry wilderness turned into a flourishing place. So then um, the Lord had also brought Joab to her mind. And Joab actually means Yahweh is father. And so Joab rose in authority, both in the spirit and in the natural, to deal with a situation that David would, would not deal with. And so Joab, Joab brought the breakthrough to victory um, and defeated Absalom. 
Okay, so we see here um, the Father and the Spirit of the Father taking the dominion over something that needed to be dealt with for the for the next generation and in the next generation. And then, of course, Abraham, Father Abraham, and his sacrifice and heart posture before the Lord, releasing the blessing of the Lord upon all the descendants because he was willing um, to make the sacrifice in obedience to God and it caused the next generation to possess the gates of their enemy. That's out of Genesis uh, 22, 17. So what she was receiving from this dream that mothers and fathers, and that's in the spirit, but it could be in the natural too, are positioned in their authority and identity. When they are standing in that authority and their identity as spiritual parents, that we release the blessing of the Lord unto breakthrough. And she said, I really believe that God is calling mothers and fathers to release a breakthrough anointing now to end the assault of warfare and to usher in the blessing of the Lord, allowing the next generation to possess the gates of the enemy. So if you're watching right now, and if in particular, you are a spiritual father or mother. I want you to take this, this dream seriously as a call from the Lord to stand and break the power of the enemy's assault off the next generation, off the next generation, especially the next generation of leaders. And I'm going to pray in a moment. And for those of you that are natural fathers and mothers to natural children, I want you to take this word and in obedience declare the breakthrough over your children and your grandchildren and coming generations. Because I feel like there's an assault right now of the enemy to try to grab that next generation. And so Desiree was sharing with me and she represents younger generation. She is a, um, a millennial leader. And of course, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an older generation uh, representing a spiritual mother, uh, and for those of you that are spiritual fathers as well, but both of us got warfare at the same time. And so we want to contend. I believe that the warfare that was um, that, that I was picking up on, um, I am to, to take before the Lord, not only to break it off of maybe any personal target that the enemy had, but especially that I would stand in the gap for the coming generations. And so I'm going to do that right now. Actually, I want to release um, a breakthrough prayer for the younger generation. I want you to join in with me. I want to break it off the older generation as well and call forth the authority of the Lord to fill the spiritual fathers and mothers in the kingdom of God to stand and to release a covering over the next generation. And so if you're watching and you are a spiritual father or mother, I want you to go into intercession over these coming months and just take your stand in the spirit to protect the emerging next generation leaders. And a lot of these next generation leaders are going to be the generals of tomorrow. Um, in speaking with Randy Clark a number of weeks back, he shared with me that he was in his early 40s 
when the revival and outpouring of the spirit through Toronto and around the world took place. And he was a catalyst for that and led to this day in faithfulness to build the body of Christ into the supernatural anointing of the spirit. And so, but that all happened when he was only like in his early forties. And so um, many of you are in your thirties and forties right now. We're actually seeing even Gen Z leaders, like, you know, uh, people in their, uh, you know, 19 years of old, 2021, just rising up in power. But you have a great call on your life to carry the torch with uncompromised faith, uncompromised morals, and tenacity to advance the kingdom of God, to be total reformers for the Lord in this hour, but walk in the integrity of the spirit and in unconditional love. And I just want you to know that as an older generation leader, and as a spiritual mother, and I know that I speak for all of us that are spiritual fathers and mothers that are watching right now. And if you are, um, you can just say an amen to that in the comments section as a spiritual father and mother, because we are we are behind you and we are going to cover you and we are going to undergird you. And that's what I want to do right now. And of course, also, I stand for older generation leaders for any assault that you might be experiencing, that we break that off of you in Jesus' name so that you can stand strong for the next generation who is, is emerging to the front lines of ministry right now. So, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I just release right now the authority of the name of Jesus and the blood of Jesus. And I proclaim the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus to release the next generation to flourish in the fullness of all that you've called them to, but also all the ground around them, the spiritual atmosphere around them, and in the natural, everything that we're stewarding for you, Lord, will flourish and be fruitful and multiply, and that this revival that we have stepped into right now will be unstoppable, that the revival fires will move forward and be unstoppable in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I decree over the old generation, especially every spiritual father and mother, even if those are in the younger generation, every spiritual father and mother, that there will be a, a strong authority rising up within to defeat the plans of the enemy and to cause the enemy to run and flee in terror in every direction because of the power of your name, Jesus. And I thank you, Lord, that together we are running together strong, together as generations, running together strong. And so we thank you, Lord, for all that, that you are doing in this hour, for the great outpouring of the Spirit that we are already experiencing. And I know that many of you that are watching are already experiencing it. We're experiencing it here in Maricopa, an accelerated anointing and glory manifestations. We're um, experiencing salvations. People are coming in even off the street and getting saved. And I've spoken to many of you that are um, experiencing the same thing all around the world. And so this is only the beginning. We are ankle deep and it is going to go deeper and deeper and deeper. And as we do, there will be warfare. Do not be focused on the warfare. Be focused on Jesus, but do not neglect taking your authority to defeat the enemy in Jesus name. Amen. So I want to thank you for this opportunity to just. Amen. 
Praise the Lord. Amen. Uh, we, we have been standing for this for more than a year, and it's regular. It's who we are. It's how we roll, and that settles it. So this is not new, but it is a warning to the body of Christ worldwide. So the enemy is now moving and getting people uh, in other areas that they can't see. They don't understand because they don't know their authority. They don't know that they are a son or a daughter, and they don't know how to move with the heartbeat of the Lord. They don't know how to beat their heart with the rhythm of God's heart. There's still a lot of religion in the body of Christ, and the Lord is trying to tweak that, get rid of that in all of us so that we'll really function with the mind of Christ, and we will not be making foolish decisions thinking, well, maybe it'll work. That is not smart right now, especially with a call on people's lives, is if the enemy thinks you're weak in that area, he will come after you. So we pray prayer, and we will continue to pray today. But what we want to do is send some fear into the enemy camp, enemy's camp. So if we're not walking in the spirit of the fear of the Lord ourselves, we are still a prime candidate to be hit and not know about it till, till later. We don't want collateral damage. And we do keep our eyes and feast our eyes on the lamb in this place. So we feel good about that. So we walk in spirit and in truth, okay? But the Lord is saying, it's time. You have your oil in your lamps. Jesus is coming soon. It's only ankle deep. But there are people who've already been hit that need to be called back. I'm going to ask Lawrence throughout some of this to come back and be the one who will lead us in calling back and calling the chains off of the ones who have fallen prey to the enemy's tactics who didn't get a warning like this. But we're in a place like this, but still the warnings, it didn't work for whatever reason for them. Their own choices, who knows? God's God. But the Lord is saying, what belongs to you in the body of Christ? Go get it and get it back. This is the spoils of the enemy. So when we release the generational blessing, from Abraham all the way down. We do that with the inheritance, and that's the good stuff, right? But then also take note that Joab was the nephew, I don't know if she said it or not, but the nephew of King David. It was his sister's son, and he's the one that came in and took out Absalom. Now, there we saw a death, and that was actually the son of David that rose up against him. But what we're looking at is taking out the powers behind what's going on. And that's what King Joab was able to do. Just like Jehu was able to pull Jezebel down. That was the warrior anointing. That was the kingly anointing. We released that on Tuesday a month or so ago. And some people may have taken it very seriously. And some people maybe not. Because we can be conditioned, well, you rest over here and God will do it. But if you don't know how to fight and listen to the last part of what she's saying, we're foolish. Because the enemy will look for those who don't understand both. It's both and more. So that's what I'm excited about today. So I'm going to begin, actually, and Pastor Bill and I are going to pray. I'm going to ask Lawrence to come up and call back as the spoils that have been taken into the enemy's camp and call back what belongs to, to this family and to other families in here. Okay? We're not calling people by name. You can call people by name. But when people turn away that it's not the way of the king and it looks like maybe okay for a while and then you see, aha, uh -huh, you've got to be able to learn to know how to fight and fight well and fight collectively. Amen? So, Lawrence, if you want to come up and lead that and then we'll start into another part of it.
This is exciting because we are on the winning team. We're on the 18th, and we're going to pray, and we're going to take authority. We're going to stand, and we're going to cause things to back up and back off. Yes, Lord. Um, <clears throat> two, two scriptures or accounts that come to mind as we're, as we're praying this out. Um, one is uh, the parable of the prodigal son and, and the process that he goes through and this realization that, uh, as he's kind of hit this low point of his life, there's this moment where the scales fall off and there's this revelation of, of having an opportunity to go back to the Father. And then the other scripture that comes to mind is in Malachi. It's actually one of the promises at the end of the Old Testament before Jesus comes and fulfills it, is that um, the hearts of the fathers would be restored to the sons and the sons to the fathers, that God is a God of restoration. That God is not only a, a father of, of restoration, and it's not just a matter of restoring, but it's actually bringing you back into a place of inheritance that's greater than when you left. And that's the promise that we're contending for with these kinds of warnings, with these kinds of promises, that not only are we taking territory from the enemy, we're actually propelling people into a further place in, of greater victory into this place of where they receive the, the full inheritance of who they were. And so, Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord, that that anointing to step into victory is available. Father God, we see scriptures where it talks about curses falling down to the second, third, and fourth generation, but blessings go to the thousandth generation. And so, Father, we declare in Jesus' name, Father God, that mothers and fathers, whether spiritual or natural, would take their full place Father God, that they would be fully restored, not only taking back what they've lost, but stepping into further victory. And so, Father, I thank you, Lord, for the promises of scriptures that hearts are restored, Lord, that when the enemy is caught stealing, Father God, not only do you give it back, but you give it back in multiplication. And so, Father God, for sons and for daughters, for mothers and for fathers, Lord God, that are warring, that are battling, Father God, we pray for that fresh fire to fall upon them, Lord, for that revelation where, where they're standing in the moment where they're standing in this place where they're standing right now, that scales would fall off, Father God, that they would receive the full outpouring of the Holy Spirit that breaks the heavy yoke, Lord, that opens the door for them to go back and step into the victorious place that they were created to know and to experience. And so, Father, where there are spiritual fathers and mothers, I pray, Lord, that they would take their place on the wall, that they would begin to declare the victory, they would begin to declare and to see the fullness of who you are moving in their lives. And where they have eyes to see and ears to hear, Lord God, they would discern and call in the Spirit what it is that you want to release to break the back of the enemy to break the back of the enemy, Father God, that we would stand in this place of supernatural victory, prophesying and declaring the fullness of who you are for each and every destiny that we are responsible for. Lord, that you created fathers and, and mothers, you've created sons and daughters, so that, Lord, that there is a place of supernatural inheritance, Lord, and we declare that no weapon formed against that would be able to prosper. Lord, that in Jesus' name, that in Jesus' name, the encounter of your presence would break off that heavy yoke, would cause the scales to fall off. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just picturing this process of, of everything that happened at the cross, and we see this, this beautiful thing with Jesus and the mercy of the cross. You see that this, 
this declaration of forgive them for they know not what they do. The process of where Jesus in his full power just continued to go to the cross willingly for the joy set before him. But in the spirit, there's this process of battling. There's this war that takes place at the crucifixion. There's this war that happens where he's storming the gates of hell. That he's taking back that territory, Lord. And then there's a resurrection. That in the midst of extreme mercy, there is extreme power and spiritual breakthrough happening at the same time. And so, Father, we pray for the wisdom to walk through the fullness of what that looks like. And sometimes that looks like offering mercy and forgiveness, and other times that looks like calling out what something is. That looks like being able to stand in a place of love and grace and mercy and call something out and bring light into a situation that allows it to break through the darkness. And so, Father, we're praying for that type of anointing to be poured out over the generations, over the sons and daughters that are being called back into the fullness of their destiny, Lord. So I thank you, Father, that you are the God of restoration. You are a God of victory, Lord, and that we will see the generations not only coming into the fullness of what they're called to, but stepping further into victory as they respond to that calling and the anointing. Father God, I just pray for the intercessors to arise. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord, that you are raising up you are raising up the generations. You are raising up sons and daughters to become fathers and mothers, Lord. Grace upon that. Grace, grace, grace upon that. And where the enemy sees it and is terrified and in trying to attack that. Lord, I pray for the resolve and the spirit to stand against the enemy's tactics and advance against them in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Well, Father, we just lift up the father and mother in this house, Lord. We thank you, Father, for the anointing that rests upon them. Lord, that they have had eyes to see and ears to hear. And Lord, as, as they remain faithful in that process, Lord, to step into everything, the fullness, without any hesitation, without any holding back, Lord God, that they are faithfully calling upon the promises that you give. Lord, that there is an unwavering desire to see the fullness of everything that you have, for not only for them, not only for this house, Father God, but to see your spirit poured out Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Eyes to see and ears to hear. Eyes to see and ears to hear. And thank you, Lord, that, that I'm just uh, reminded of, of the account with, with Moses and the process of what he went through with the Israelites. But since Moses was the one that was faithful, Lord, even when the Israelites couldn't see it, but Moses continued to go before the, the mercy seat, continued to go into the presence of the Lord as a representative. 
as a father to a nation. And as he was faithfully stepping into that, it allowed the Israelites to step further into the promises of who they were created to to be. And that as he was faithful, the next generation was able to walk into the promised land. That there is a process with faithful fathers and mothers in the spirit that allows blessings to flow. And Father, I thank you that that anointing rests upon Pastor Bill and Pastor Mary Pat to see generations stepping into their destiny, to see generations walking in the fullness of everything that they are called to, Lord. And so, Father, we just bless them with a fresh fire, a fresh fire to continue to walk in that. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just for a sec, thank you. Just for you can. That's good. Um, thank you, Lawrence. We like to flow here and say, what's next, Holy Spirit? We know we want families to be praying. We know that Patricia put it so beautifully when she said, some of you are spiritual mothers and fathers. Maybe you don't know it. She was very delicate about it. Um, we believe we're raising up those who will become if you're not. So it's not about whether you have a child or not. It's not about whether you're married or not. It's about what God's planning on doing with your life. It's about your kingdom call and destiny. Not fun and frolic, honestly. It's about what is God calling you to do from his perspective. Okay, doesn't mean we don't have a good time because we rejoice in God. But the Lord is saying that it's very serious time and we want serious prayer with serious people <laughs> for serious joy. So if any of the parents who are watching back of the rooms, you want to bring your children out, if they're able to be out here. If they're not, that's fine, stay there. Receive back there. But if they're, they're cool and calm, just bring them out. And then I'm going to hand it over to my beloved, and we're going to pray for the families. And that means if you're with Jesus and you are alone, you're not alone. You're a family. That's your family right now. Okay? Receive that. Because you can have a really warped view, like, well, I don't have this and I don't have that like them. They've all these little people. Don't, don't receive that. The Lord's eyes are on you, so you stand and receive, and then we're going to see how we're going to do this in clusters. But we do need those who have physical children around them. Maybe they're your nephews, nieces, sons, daughters, grandsons, granddaughters, whatever they are. Okay, fine. Gather them around, and Pastor Bill's going to lead us in however that's going to look, because you're going to step into that place, that spiritual place of authority, over those children, over those grandchildren. We've prayed for you already, and now we're going to do it specifically over these little humans. So the ones who are in the kitchen, all the lip tacks, vamos, this way, come. And all the rest, come. Thanks, Ash. And go with your families, and if you don't want to stand alone, go find another person to stand next to, but it's between the Lord and you, and you'll get what, he re what the Lord releases to you. Okay? We're all on board. I don't see people in the kitchen coming. They're coming. I see them. They're coming.
we know about being a believer. And that used to be early on when I, be, I came to Christ, that used to be one of the highest things. Just be a believer, not an unbeliever. But then I found out, well, you could be a believer and you could be trained, you could walk in the steps of Jesus and be a disciple. And I thought, well, that's a higher level. You're not just a run-of-the-mill, garden-variety believer. You're a disciple. And then they added on to that in my training through the years. You could be, dis you could be a disciple-maker. Wow. All right. Now you take spiritual responsibility over someone other than yourself. That's a whole different level. Because now you're going to have to love and serve them. You're going to have to die to yourself in your own desires, in Christ even, and take responsibility over helping someone else grow. And then I heard something even better. You could not just be a disciple maker and please God by your service and by offering yourself as a willing slave, but you could be a son or a daughter of the Most High. A saint that realizes they're in the family and that God looks at you as a son or daughter. He loves it that you want to serve him and, and offer yourself as a slave to his kingdom. But he also wants to welcome you in as a very special family member of his at his table, at his banqueting table. I thought, well, that's a higher level. That's a bigger picture of what God has for us. But then I found out you could actually be a father or mother in the spirit to raise up sons and daughters, to understand that they are part of God's family. They also serve him. They're slaves. They're saints. They're all these different things. They're ambassadors for the Lord Jesus Christ. They carry his anointing to the nations. There are many, many, every believer can be many, many, many levels of, of anointing and, and power that God has in mind for them because the Holy Spirit is within. There's more to learn, isn't there? There are more roles that we have that we can step into. But being someone that has learned along the way these different levels of the Spirit, we want to pray that in today to each of you. We don't want you to level out as, well, I received Jesus. Now I'm a believer. That's awesome. That's, you're born again. You've invited Jesus to come in. Your spirit was dead and now it's alive because the Holy Spirit comes in and touches our spirit. Our sins are gone before God. He forgives us completely. He wants us to be his. He puts us as that lamb on his back, and he says, you're mine. You're in my flock. I take this personally. I work with you personally. You're on my shoulders because you've invited me to be your shepherd. But some, we know, have kind of slipped off his shoulders. There's that, that person that says, okay, I'm kind of used to it. The love of Jesus. 
That's the worst place someone can be. Used to the love of Jesus. We should be growing in it. We should be finding out our roles. Higher, higher, higher roles. We can't meet those roles without him. We are more and more dependent as we find out how many things are higher over our heads. We, de we become dependent on him. More dependent. I'm more dependent now than I was as a young believer by far. When I talk to someone about Jesus, I'm saying in my spirit to the Holy Spirit, I need your wisdom. This is a special, unique person with a special, unique problem. It may be in a category of problems I've heard before, but their problem is unique. And you always approach people uniquely, personal. I don't want to put them in a category. I want to have your heart, have your words to speak to that person. Life, 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 just like you did, Jesus. I need to rely on you. I need to hear from you. I need you to empower my words. Empower anything that I pray over them. And so it is this morning. I'm asking Holy Spirit to give each person that's praying over you today the ability to give out life through the Holy Spirit. This shouldn't just be a prayer of a mother or father in the faith, a disciple maker, disciple, believer, fellow believer to fellow believer. This should be the Holy Spirit, what he has to pray over each of you uniquely and for as you're praying for each other and praying for your families. We have something we've been saying here for a long time, and that's under the household. Do you realize if you know Jesus, you can multiply under your relatives, unto the people in your family, the ones that you're more than likely and should be the most concerned about. If you are the pioneer in the family, the Lord will let you know that. You're the pioneer. Oh, someone might know Jesus that's older than you. Someone might have some expression of faith in the family. But he'll let you know, you may be younger, but you're the pioneer, so you're going to honor those people, but you are going to speak for God. You're going to speak life in the, your family. It's going to be under the household, just like the Philippian jailer and others in the New Testament. Because God doesn't want it just to stop with you. He wants it to multiply under your family, multiply under your children. When they're small and they love Jesus and they're drawing all the drawings and they bring them to you and they'll, I love Jesus, I love Jesus. And you're, you're praying with them about Jesus. Oh, it all looks good. But then the enemy's waiting for his opportunity, isn't he? To delude them, to deceive them. We want to pray that now before they, they get older, before they enter the teenage years and all the challenges of those years and on into the challenges of college and starting your career. We can pray now that God will capture their thoughts when they start to wander away from the truth of Jesus. So why don't we stand? We look at this as a holy moment before God. We expect it to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. This is not just business as usual. This is God's business. People take it seriously. If you're only concerned about your own growth, 
You're shooting too small. You're not shooting high enough. You should ask God to multiply your spiritual territory in other people's lives. Your example. If you're not being an example for Jesus in the smallest ways, don't expect to be an example for Jesus in the big ways. There are a lot of small issues that some of us need to solve before we ever get a platform to be giving out life into our household, our extended household, unto a generation from our household. So let's pray. Father, we thank you, Jesus. We thank you for this opportunity to slow down and stop with our family members. And maybe it's just me as an individual here today, God. But in the spirit, we've gathered in all the family members. This is a huge gathering today. Because in the spirit, we've gathered in the generations. Father, we don't even know all the labels. Gen Z, millennial, baby boomer, all of it. We brought them all in to this moment. And we roar over our family. We say, family member that is wayward, family member that is lost, family member that doesn't know Jesus, we call you home to the heart of Jesus. We call you home to his heart. Pray out, saints. Call you home to his heart. Come home, Jesus. We, we love it. Come home to Jesus. We love you. He loves you more. He wants you to come home to his heart. Come home. Come home. Join the family of God. Not just as a believer. Not just as a disciple. Not as just a disciple maker. But a son or daughter moving towards a father and mother in the faith impacting all the generations in the family. Yes, Lord, and we go ahead because you're not limited and draw in all of our friendships. Every friend, God, that can be like a brother if we will value them that much. Come in. Come home to the heart of Jesus. Come into the flock of Jesus. Let him lift you up on his shoulders. Let him speak life into your ear as you are on his shoulder. Let him speak life into you. Abundant life, eternal life, a completely changed life. Let him speak the wisdom into your ear against the enemy's attacks to prepare you for what's coming, to prepare you from, for what's already happened with his attacks. What has he stolen from you? What has he stolen from your family? We take it back. We take it back today. Whatever the enemy has stolen, we take it back. We roar as a spiritual lion. Natural lions are too lazy. 
often to get out of the warm sun. Lord God, we have the warmest of relationship with you, the sun. We want to go after the enemy and take him down with the roar of the spiritual lion. We say yes and amen to the roar of the spiritual lion. Taking back what belongs to us. This is Ziklag. This is Ziklag. Bringing back everything that is stolen from the army of God. And warring to bring it back. Bring it back to the glory of God. It's not just so we can be a closer family again. It's so we can be a spiritual, roaring, effective, radical family for the kingdom and for the king. To the king and to his restoration, we pray. Yes, Lord. One subject that has wandered away through delusion, confusion, or deception. We call them back. We call them home to your heart. We don't call them back to front line. We call them to your heart. We don't call them back to their individual churches. We call them to your heart that's higher and greater and more empowering. And then you'll take care of where they fellowship. Yes, Lord. Bless every family here, God, every family head, every person stepping into wanting their family to be a spiritual family, more than a physical family. Bless them, favor them, anoint them, give them power to call people home that are, have left your heart or never were a part of knowing you. These last days are going to be so challenging that they'll never have a chance to come back if we don't call them back. We can't wait any longer passively waiting for family members to wake up in the pig pen. We have to declare it out. We have to decree it out. It's the last days. God's on the move. He's giving more communication in these days than ever before. Joel 2, Acts 2, where he's going to speak to our spirits. He's going to give us wisdom. We're going to be offensive in our attack on the enemy. Just like David taking the army to Ziklag and bringing back what was stolen. Family members were stolen. They could have given up the goods, but their family members were stolen. We call these family members back. Our family members have been stolen, captured by the enemy. We declare the enemy is cast off of them, cast off their thoughts. Their thoughts are captured to the powerful Jesus. Their thoughts are going to start aligning up with heaven because we're praying today. We need to look with spiritual eyes and see where the fruit, fruit might be ready to pick off the tree in our family and quit being afraid of bringing up the name Jesus.
lovingly, not preachingly, we should be giving out the name of Jesus. And we can do it by testimony. If he's active in your life, if he's healing your body, if he has delivered you from the capture of demons, you need to let your family know in terms that they can understand. Don't use the terms we use here. This is the family of God learning how to grow in Jesus. Use the terms the Holy Spirit will give you. They'll be just as powerful because he'll anoint them without being totally offensive. Just being Jesus is offensive. Remember that. Just being a representative of Jesus is offensive in our families. But we can't back off. We have to find a way to press in by the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. That's how my mom came to know Jesus. That's how my dad came to know Jesus. That's how my sister came to know Jesus. And others in the family. Because the Holy Spirit gives a way in. And it's often in crisis. But not always. He prepares. We ask you, Holy Spirit, prepare their hearts for the seed. Prepare your, their hearts for the word that will come out of their relative who's standing right here today. We take our families back from the clutches of the enemy. Enemy, you are not too powerful to hold on to them. Let us not get confused who's the most powerful. Jesus, you are the commander of the heavenly host. You are far more powerful. It's not even a contest between you and the enemy. Help us not to be fooled or confused that Jesus isn't powerful enough to rescue our family member. That's foolishness. If he rescued us, he can rescue them. Doesn't matter what they say. Doesn't matter what smokescreen they put up. Doesn't matter their language. Doesn't matter their habits. Doesn't matter their addictions. Jesus is the powerful one. Jesus is the mighty one. Jesus is on the horse. The enemy's running scared on the ground. Jesus, we've seen it happen. Your rescue, and we thank you for the ones you've rescued, the ones you've captured back to the kingdom of God. And now we want more territory, and we believe that's right in line with your heart. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We listen for your commands. We listen for your instructions. We listen for your wisdom. We listen for your promptings, your still small voice. We, when we have a dream, we won't just dismiss it. We will ask you, was that from you? When we have a vision right in front of us, we won't say, well, that was kind of fun. We will look for what you are speaking to us through those amazing ways that you communicate and have all the way through the Bible. Go ahead and release the heavenly host that you are the commander of Jesus to do your bidding in the lives of our relatives, in the lives of our families. We take back what was stolen. We prepare for the enemy's extra attacks. And we pray, we stand, we contend, we 
speak out. We decree. We declare. We won't jump into fear. It's the biggest weapon the enemy has. Fear. We step closer to you, Jesus, and faith rises. We cry out to you, Jesus, and your 700-plus names in the Bible and unlimited in heaven, and faith rises. Who else is called the commander of the heavenly host? Who else is called the lion of Judah that your roar can be heard throughout the earth? Who else is called Jehovah Mapalti, God our deliverer? Who else is called Jehovah Rapha, God our healer? Who else is called Savior? Who else deserves to be Lord and King? We bow our knee to you even while we lift up our declarations, Lord. You're the only one in us, Holy Spirit, that can back them up. We don't have that power. Only as we bend our knee to you do we receive the power through humility to defeat fear in ourselves and in our loved ones, in our friends and our family members. Jesus, this is a powerful group. Let them not think they're not warriors. If they have Holy Spirit and they're willing to listen to Holy Spirit, they qualify as a warrior. They may need to clean some things up, shine some armor up. They may need to put some armor on that they've taken off. But God, they are your warriors. And if you can defeat an army of 135,000 with 300 men without weapons, then you certainly can use us. Thank you, Jesus. We bless your name, your powerful name. Just lift your hands to heaven. Father, I just thank you for the ones who are receiving today. And I thank you, Father, <clears throat> that your fire is here. And I thank you, Lord, that right now there's a release of your holy fire in this place. And I thank you for the spirit of boldness. And I thank you for the great courage. And I thank you for the mighty, mighty work of you, Holy Ghost, in Jesus' mighty name. And I thank you, Lord, that you're raining down on each one of us here. And they're receiving right now. Let your fire come. Let your fire fall from heaven right now as heavenly rain is coming down in this place. The Lord says, receive what I'm releasing right now. Say yes and amen. Be willing to change. Be willing to walk in boldness. Be willing to walk in courage. The Lord says, this is your fire time. This is a time where the Lord says, be free in Jesus' name. Be free and walk in the fullness of the fire. Holy Spirit, keep coming right now. Now you cry out. You cry out for the Holy Ghost to come. Cry out now. Holy Ghost, come upon me. Holy Spirit, come. Open your mouths. Open your mouths and cry out yourself in Jesus' name. Cry out. Come, Holy Spirit. Come upon me. Come upon me, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. We love you. We've rolled out the welcome mat. 
for you. You are welcome here, Holy Spirit. Work in our hearts. Work in our minds. Jesus, we lay down our own thoughts. We invite your thoughts. Come in, Holy Spirit. Fill each person. Fill each person, God, to overflowing. In the overflow, family members will be coming to Jesus. Family members will be turned around from leaving your heart to coming after your heart, Lord. We believe it from this time together and as it goes out into the streets, Lord. We believe it, God. Holy Spirit, you're doing a mighty work in each one of us. We all need you. We need you. We need you. We're putting that welcome mat out a little farther, Lord. A little farther. The red carpet of the welcome mat of the blood of Jesus. Yes, come. Speak to hearts. If they don't know you, Jesus, let them receive you and say, I want this, Jesus. I can see I've not been near his heart. For those that have been wayward, Lord, draw them back to the one they left. They jumped off the shoulders of Jesus and ran into the confusing grass where the enemy is waiting with jaws of one that wants his prey. Or, Lord, they've run right to the edge of the cliff. Jesus, you are their rescuer. God, some in our families are in burning houses. They don't even know it. They put bars on the windows and you are outside as the fireman with the axe, completely dressed in your fireman gear. You're ready. You've got the hose to put out the fire. You've got the axe to break in and they turn their back on you and they continue to eat their meal of garbage while the ceiling is falling in on them and the ashes are falling on them. God, rescue, rescue. We cry out to you, rescue those that are in this position, Jesus. They don't even know, they're deceived, thinking their life is better without your controlling influence. How foolish. You always give us a choice so that we can love you, not just be made to do everything you want. We're doing, we're obeying, we're following out of love. Knowing you know better than us. You created us in our mother's womb. You took your time. You took your finger and created each part of us. You took your time, nine months. You spoke Adam into existence in seconds out of the ground. Why didn't you do that with each one of us? You wanted to be intimately involved in creating us inside your mother, inside of our mother. So you take your time. You could speak us into existence, but you want to be in that womb creating us as unique treasure to you. Now you're calling every person home. Some of us have answered. 
Some of us are going higher. Some of us are struggling. Jesus, we pray for all that you touch all with your power. Holy Spirit, go ahead. Move in this time together today. Move among the people. Move in their hearts. Speak life into them. Convict of sin so that we will repent. Lord, forgive us. We need a turnaround to go back after your heart. We've decided to do our own thing. Forgive us. Forgive us. Even as we speak out in repentance, the Holy Spirit comes closer. If you're waiting for a zap, could happen. He might overcome your body. Or he may come in like a shadow, quietly, just convicting your heart of where you need to be closer to Jesus, convicting my heart. I've gone down under the power of the Holy Spirit, but I've had many more times where he's spoken in that still small voice, Bill, you need to be corrected here. Bill, you need to be corrected here. You'll be closer to me. The benefits way outweigh whatever you think is important that you're doing or saying that is wrong in my sight. Line up with me. Line up with my heart. Let me empower you. Let me show you what life is all about. Let me give you joy that gets under every pain. Joy under every situation. Over every abuse in your life. And push it out. That your joy may be full. How many times, Jesus, did you say that your joy may be full? That your joy may be full. Could be just as simple for you today. Your joy isn't full. Come closer through the Holy Spirit to Jesus. Call on the Holy Spirit. If your thoughts are confused, if they're running here and there, if they're somewhere else this morning, then right now, concentrating on Jesus, you need a rescue of your thoughts. You need your thoughts captured by the mighty Jesus. He's up to the task. Turn your thoughts, your wandering thoughts, your running thoughts, your tumbleweed thoughts, your fearful thoughts over to the one that can capture them and fill you with faith trust in god that's what that is trusting god trusting the mighty god trusting jesus calling on the holy spirit often an ongoing conversation with him yes lord we're here we're receiving we're hearing with spiritual ears seen with spiritual eyes this isn't a game isn't just a service it's an encounter with the living god it's an encounter with you we open ourselves up to that we let you take care of what that all means walking out of this time together what will it mean when i see that first relative that i'm so concerned about 
I'll still wonder what to say, but I can cry out the Holy Spirit. I'll be on the tip of the spear instead of back somewhere on the spear that I forget about Jesus when I see my friends, my relatives, those I'm concerned about. I'll pray in a whole new way for them. Praying, Jesus, Holy Spirit, God the Father, get them with your love. Get them with your love. I won't be waiting until they're at the end of the rope. I won't be waiting until the addictions get so far in their life that they have nowhere else that they could go. I want them rescued now. Now, Lord. And that's what you want. You want to use us. Thank you, Lord. Turn us into warriors. Turn us into warriors. We're here, ready for the training, ready for the leading, ready for your command. Yes, Lord. We bless you in Jesus.